Coming up, we're going to continue our discussion about Nick in the 90s, talking about the original animated programs, or the Nicktoons of the 90s, in this episode of Diz Pop. Diz Pop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. You can visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everybody. I am your host, joined by my co-host, the heifer to my Rocco. Is that insulting to you? Craig Williams. No. Oh, hoy hoy, everyone. I should have said the best of big head to my Rocco. Mm, no, that would imply that we clash a lot, and I don't think oh, we do. Okay. Well, well, what Nicktoon would you have liked me to identify you as? One of the Irel monsters? Um, I feel like I think I would have been the fill to your lil. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. That would that was a better <laughs> that was appropriate. That appropriate. <laughs> now that word doesn't sound real. Anyway, so um we talked about um Nickelodeon and its creation up through pretty much the nineties or today, um in uh in one of our last episodes. Mm-hmm. And um we thought now we could talk about our what we feel like was our prime time of Nickelodeon, which is Nick in the nineties. Yes. Yeah. Except as you uh, already mentioned, we are only covering the Nicktoons in this episode. Yes. Original Nicktoons animated solely nickelodeon yes 90s not so sorry if you came here looking for hey dude and clarissa and clarissa and you know the secret world of alex mack well you're just gonna have to hold on for one of the next episodes of this pop which is probably the one that's gonna follow this one to be honest with you unless something big happens between when we recorded this and then i don't know um so this is you know well all these episodes are pre-recorded but i am not in the country right now as this is airing i don't think actually maybe i am back in the country by now who knows it's a mystery i'm just a world traveler like that so yeah, i believe you will be in the country but you'll be very tired and jet lagged yes yeah so this is uh but I, we've been wanting to do this this episode for a while we've been wanting to talk about um we did the disney afternoon um a while back and then that got us just thinking about like wh- i essentially like the tv show that's the tv TV shows of like we got off the school bus and we're watching shows like either right before we did homework or right after we did homework yep. and like you know that's it's I can't not think of like Nicktoons or Fox T- Fox Kids or um, you know the Disney Afternoon were all a part of these for me oh yeah like I said in the last episode we did on Nickelodeon this was for me Nickelodeon was summertime that's when that's when it really struck up when um, when you just have all day off and you're just watching their programming block uh, from the time you wake up all the way through the time your parents finally kick you out of the house and say <laughs> yeah. you need to get outside yeah that's essentially that was when the like 1 p.m 2 p.m rolled around and it was like oh now I've uh, gotten desperate and I'm watching you USA, like programs on USA that I shouldn't be watching. I know. And it's like I, I slowly progressed into like from Nicktoons. And then I feel like the next thing after that, I was just watching terrible movies on repeat during the summer times. Like Mom and Dad Save the World. Well, no, started, Stay tuned. It started with like, you know, uh, Adam Sandler movies. And then I think once once Dude Where's My Car came out, that kind of went into a very big rotation for me. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but and Nicktoons. Then... Nicktoons. <laughs> well, sticking with a splat here. Um, so the Nicktoons of the 90s, and I, we're, I, I guess we can talk about all of the ones of the 90s. Um, yeah, we'll just go over them again real quick and then start 
yeah, cause, given our opinions. Because because some of them I didn't really the later ones I don't really I didn't really watch as yeah. much. I saw, but I wasn't as familiar with. But I also have nephews that are like ten years younger than me, so or cousins. I'm sorry, not nephews. I do have nephews, but um, bless you. Yes. Uh, so these are going to include Doug. Rugrats, The Ren and Stimpy Show, Rocco's Modern Life, Ah Real Monsters, Hey Arnold, Kablam, Angry Beavers, Cat Dog, Oh Yeah Cartoons, I don't know what that is, The Wild Thornberries, Rocket Power, and that is that that Rocket Power was actually the last one of the nineties. Yeah, yeah, and then it, then because then uh, after that it went it got into As Told by Ginger, The Fairly Odd Parents, which I thought was the nineties. So I guess I remember that a little later because I'm familiar with that one. But Invader Zim, Action League Now, Chalk Zone, it it goes on. Jimmy Neutron showed yeah. up. Then the Rugrats had their resurgence with All Grown Up, um, which I, we'll talk about that one a little bit because we have to. But, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, there's something on the channel right now called Pig Goat Banana Cricket. What in God's name is that? I I don't understand it anymore, but that's probably the same way that uh, you know, people one generation up from ours, our parents looked at the crap that we are watching saying, "What in the world is this yeah. nonsense?" And so yeah, I mean, I I I try not to judge what what the kids are watching these what days these kids are watching these except, days except the disney channel stuff that clearly has gone downhill where nickelodeon i feel like the spirit has remained since what was oh, established yeah. in the 90s i mean and uh, honestly i because we got to talk about it a little bit at san diego comic-con we got to see a trailer for rocco's modern yeah. life as well as um the hey arnold movie uh, so and with rocco it was like they didn't skip a beat on it no the the animation looks great um and it it looks identical. It just looks cleaner. Yeah. But it but it's not it's it's that classic animation style. And the voices, the all the original cast is there and the 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 trailer's like two and a half minutes long. And it's it's like it sees them returning from outer space from where they've been since the nineties and like having to deal with modern technology and Rocco's struggling with that. Yeah. So. And then like seamlessly going into uh into uh, kind of a new updated version of the the opening intro. Is it not the B fifty twos anymore? No, it it did that, but like in, instead of some of like the nineties references in there, they added just like the entire thing. It was oh, yeah, updated yeah, yeah. to a modern twist. Oh yeah, but it just seamlessly rolled right into the intro. Yeah, where before it just seemed like a, a weird teaser, but then it's like, oh no, this it's. It's happening. It's yeah. going right into it. It was so cool to watch. Yeah. It, it, it has me, like, incredibly, incredibly excited for it. I can't wait. Because Rocco, uh, of all those shows, Rocco's Modern Life was always my favorite. Um, you know, I, I, I do it, – it's it's hard because a lot of them are really good. If you had to pick one, what would you pick? Uh, I think I've said it before for me. It's Ren and Stimpy. Um, oh. But – I but Rocco was a Rugrats or a Doug. I well, I think I probably I enjoyed those more while I was growing up. Uh, as an adult, watching them back now, um, I feel like I really love watching uh, Rocco as well as uh, Ren and Stimpy. Well, you get I a lot more of those jokes now that you're older too. Get a lot more of the jokes, and it, it's just beyond that. I feel like the animation actually, while while kind of disjointed on both of those shows it's mm-hmm. actually it's more artistic in a way yeah. and then I, i've talked about ren and stimpy before i love love the blend of classical music with the grotesque imagery yeah rocco was rocco was kind of the same way it was a disgusting show at points 
Um, oh, it was just very really raunchy. vile yeah. and raunchy. And I, I you know, I, I enjoyed it back then. Rocco was more appealing to me back then, but um, than Ren and Stimpy was. But now I, I have a great appreciation for both of those shows. I think they're both um, wonderful. And you know, you know, something like Rocco has stuck with me. When every now and then I'll just start like coming to humming in my brain, like R E C Y C L E. Oh yeah, cycle. you can't not sing that song. Like you, don't you C O N S E R V E conserve? Don't you P O L L U T E pollute? I say that every time I do the recycle. I pull the recycling yeah. bin out of my house. So, um, well, we'll start at the beginning. And we'll go through them all. Um, so the the very first, uh, the one credited as the first is uh, there was it was really three at once. It, they premiered simultaneously. It was Doug Rugrats and the Ren and Stimpy show, and um, but we'll start with Doug, which was created by Jim Jenkins. And I didn't. I as I was looking these up, I learned some things about these shows I didn't know, um, which was like Doug was originally pitched as a children's book. Um, yeah. And so, um, and I also didn't know it was like semi-biographical, autobiographical as well, um, which was kind of interesting. So the show, obviously it focuses on the early adolescent life of Douglas Doug Funny, who we all know and love. Um, (laughs) what? I'm sorry. I was channeling my inner Mr. Dink. Oh, okay. (laughs) Douglas. Who experiences common predicaments while attending school in his new hometown of Bluffington. Um, Doug narrates each one of the stories, and the show incorporates a lot of, like, imagination sequences. Like, one of my favorites that I come to mind is the Think Big. Remember when they're trying to shoot the music video, and he's disagreeing with uh, the friend whose name I can't remember, the girl. um, Like, Patty's friend, but I can't remember her name. Yeah. Um, But they had that whole Think Big, and the Beats. uh, uh, It was the Beats, right? Yeah. Yeah. With their hit songs like... Killer Tofu. Yes, yes. I need more allowance. Oh, Banging on a trash can. Knocking on a street light. That was the one I was thinking of. Um, uh, But yeah, so Doug is mostly autobiographical, um, inspired by uh, Jim Jenkins' childhood in Virginia. Um, Did you know the soundtrack is mostly, 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 excuse me, less, mostly mouth noises? Yeah. I mean, I as a kid, I don't know that I like registered. Yeah, it's just it's all it's all done like that. That's just kind of it's cool. I feel like that's an underappreciated. I don't want to say talent, but underappreciated part of the show. I mean, it is a talent, but yeah, no, the uh, show was. I've actually been watching a lot of it lately. Um, it, I feel like. Well, it's really accessible now that it's one of the shows available on Hulu with all the old Nick shows. Oh, no but, way. I yeah, didn't know it's, that. It's on Hulu. And then you can also, uh, it, it airs very often um, on the splat on Teen Nick uh, when they run their they program. They do the overnight program. Night. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I feel like I catch a lot of, you know, there's always Rugrats on there. I feel like I catch a lot of Doug. But um, I, I did start watching it back on Hulu kind of because I wanted to start revisiting that. See, see if Doug was, is good as i remembered it and because mm. like i as you mentioned like anything with the beats usually you always instantly remember the songs from it and uh you know it, the honker burger all the memories from from that and <laughs> um, so i i just wanted to watch it and it actually it really does still hold up to this day um it's it's definitely more it's less mature than I felt like it was back then. Yeah, when you're a kid, but and you're like, oh, then, yeah, Doug's, Doug's got his life together. But and then, then again, w- when I was a kid watching it, I was probably like five years old 
watching it. So like seeing how this, you know, 10 year old. Oh my God. Is he only 10? Kind of like, I think he's like 10, 11, 12, right in that area. Yeah. Maybe 13, maybe. Well, I, th- but... I think he's going into high school when, yeah. he, when it goes into the Disney age. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, watching that, it's kind of like, okay, this is, this is like a real, this is mature in a way because mm-hmm. you're seeing how older person, kind yeah. of the same way I felt like watching a lot of the live action shows as being someone oh, way younger. Yeah. Than I was it, like, but... man, Sabrina's got her life together. Or, I mean, Sabrina was a ABC show, but, uh, Clarissa, even yeah, you're like, oh, she's so smart. She just knows how to get around her yeah. parents. But uh, you know, there's uh, something about Doug, though. The same way with Rugrats, the imagination that kind of just took hold uh, in it. It was very much like in a similar vein to like the Muppet Babies, is that they just make these stuff up in their heads. Like, yeah, you know, you have to wonder, did they have a head injury at some <laughs> point in time? Um, and that's why they constantly get lost in their own imaginations. But uh, def- excellent, excellent show. And uh, I, I I love watching it still. Well, it ran for, uh, it originally consisted of four seasons, ran from 1991 to 1994 with 52 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Disney bought the show in 1996 and they called it, uh, brand spanking new Doug. Yeah, I remember that. And then later changing the title to just Disney Doug. Um, and then it ran, it ran for three seasons, sixty five episodes until June nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. So it was on for it was on for a while. I remember in costuming at um, Hollywood Studios, um, they had a big giant like when you would exit costuming, um, there was a big giant poster for Doug's first movie up there. Well, you know that there used to be a Doug show at Hollywood. Well, yeah, Studios, yeah, I had heard about that too afterwards. And now I've seen a, a couple of pictures of it. It's um, terrible. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> so Dis- Disney killed Doug. And the worst part is when it went to Disney, it felt like everything Doug also disappeared from Nickelodeon. And yeah. that so it's like that's also why it kind of fell out of my memories. Once it went to Nickelodeon or once it went to Disney, it just disappeared. And so you're kind of left with repeats of all the other shows. And that's why I think those started to creep up and overpass Doug. It was it was like an accidental loss, too. I don't and I don't think Nickelodeon actively was like, no, we're not going to renew it. it. It was just, you know, it was the beginning of this original animation programming. And the way they didn't have they didn't have the efficient. I don't even know if it's efficient today, but they didn't have the production assembly line the way they do nowadays with this type of animation and with yeah. the process. And so, like, the way contracts worked and everything, I think it just slipped through, and they got it. Like, Disney just grabbed it because they knew people liked it. Um, but, um, yeah, so uh, when it switched to um, to from Nick to Disney, too, uh, Billy West did not reprise his voice role of Doug yeah. either, which was a which was a shame. Um, he, had a, he had apparently... From the beginning of Doug to when this contract renewal happened, he had gotten a lot more popular. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, right in this time period is when he would have started picking up to be uh, Philip Fry on Futurama. Yeah, I guess so. right around then, the late 90s, yeah. Um, and then uh, the, the same happened for the voice of Roger, too. So there was two different characters that had different voices. But And as anything with Disney, like you mentioned, there was a stage show, Doug's first movie, which was actually the conclusion of the TV show as well. So I feel like they were filthy liars in saying first movie. They just should have call, called it Doug. They implied that there would be another one by saying first, and it just made me sad. Um, but my goal someday would be to meet the costume character. I kind of hope they come out of retirement. <laughs> like, no. I, I know as terrible as they are, but you know those random like special DVC events and stuff like that? That would be cool. But, um, but yeah, that's Doug. That is Doug. Um, 
And then that will bring us to Rugrats, which also had a little bit of a a little bit of an interesting history here too, but um, created by Arlene Klasky, um, Gabor Suppo, I don't know how to say that name, and Paul Germain. I've always said Klasky uh, Shupo. Shupo? Okay. Something like that. Like C-S-U-P-O with a... a I've been beside... I've driven past their headquarters in Hollywood. I guess that's where the Nickelodeon time capsule may be right now. Oh. The one that... uh, I remember. Yeah. The one they buried in the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah, It was like a big deal about that. I think it got moved there because that's like the... The creation. It's not, yeah, it's not from. the headquarters of Nickelodeon by any means, but I think that's I think that's where it is. I could be wrong. Um, Probably wrong. I don't know. We can look that up for the live action. Want to talk about that one in there? But um, so the show, if you're not familiar, and I don't know how, if you're not familiar, someone did you a disservice in life. Um, but the show focuses on a group of toddlers, most prominently Tommy, Chucky, the twins Phil and Lil, and Angelica, and their day to day lives involving. Uh, common life experiences that become adventures in the baby's imagination. So a lot of these these earlier shows were about like what you said Muppet Babies, Doug, it was all about going into a kid's imagination. Um and it was kind of like the parents were never really aware of what was going on with the kids. So the show initially ran from 91 until 1994 with 65 episodes and then went on hiatus um until production resumed in 1996 with three specials, and then new episodes began in 1997, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, they say it got really, really popular after those initial those initial first four seasons, and then so you, you think about it. Like I always thought about the show as always being popular, but it was because of the limited, I guess, the limited shows, but mm-hmm. the constant running of the cartoons. People were exposed to it a lot more. But um, from 1995 to the year 2000, it was the highest-rated show on Nickelodeon. Um, and uh, Rugrats um, was a noteworthy among contemporary children's television for depicting observant, identifiable Jewish families. Um, because I believe um, Tommy... And I believe the pickles are Jewish, right? There was a Hanukkah yeah, there was, special. Yeah, there was yeah. the Hanukkah, the Passover episode. Yeah, um, Jewish and Christian religion groups gave the show high praises for their special holiday episodes. Oh, right there. I, yeah. I wrote it down after that. <laughs> Nonetheless, at one point, uh, well, apparently the Anti-Defamation League and the Washington Post editorial page um, did, did not care for its depiction of Tommy Pickles' maternal grandparents accusing the character designs of resembling Nazi-era depictions of Jews. Uh, and mm. I was like, ooh. I mean, you know, I, I don't, it's like the show raises up and does really well here, and then somebody's got a complaint that you're like, oh, God. Like, so I don't, I don't know, no. you know? I do have to butt in for a second. The yeah, time capsule is in the new Nickelodeon Studios that was built for that, so... I was wrong. Okay, so there is so a new Nickelodeon it, it, studio. It is in the current where they currently operate. Yes, they okay. they moved it from the Nick Hotel to Nickelodeon Studios. Yeah. yeah, cool. I heard it's a really great place to work. Because if if I didn't bring it up soon, in the time that it took to like get to it at the end, we would have had ten comments about it. How do you uh, not know yeah, where it's true. at? Yeah, how dare you? Um, the Rugrats have a star in Hollywood Walk of Fame, as as animated characters do. Um, there were three films, and you said you saw them. I've I've not seen them all. I've seen the first two. I I've definitely seen the first one, um, but I didn't see Paris, and I didn't know there was a third one. Actually, 
Yes, you did. Is it a crossover with the yeah, Wild yeah, Born? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. In, in 1998 was the Rugrats movie, which saw the addition of Dill Pickles. Um, and I remember that one, um, watching that with my cousin, because um, he was really young at that point. I'm really into this. And um, that movie made over $140 million worldwide on a budget of $24 million. So fairly successful. Um, and it was the first non-Disney animated film to do that, to break oh. over $100 million worldwide. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, and then uh, that followed in 2000 with Rugrats um, was Paris uh, Rugrats in Paris the movie, uh, which was also a box office c- success and apparently had stronger reviews than the first film. So I don't think I've actually seen the whole one all the way through, but I do know it's about um, Chucky's father getting married again because it added another Rugrat in this movie too. Yeah, um, because it was uh, it saw three new characters. It saw Kimmy the sister, and then um, Kira and Fifey. Fifi? Fifi? Oh, Fifi. I think, yeah. Fifi, yeah. I don't know who Fifi is. Yeah, I didn't. But I remember Kimmy. I, I was, yeah, I remember Kimmy. I wasn't watching the show at all at this point, but I remember it because then she's an all grown up. Well, yeah. Once you get to all grown up, I kind of like had to go back and learn about what some of the things happened after yeah. I stopped watching. Yeah, well, um, and then um, in 2003, there was the, like we talked about, the crossover. It was Rugrats Go Wild, so it was between that and the Wild Thornberries, and it was the least successful of all three, um, mm. and I have definitely not seen that. In fact, I thought I dreamt that up. I wasn't 100% sure it was a real movie until I like, looked it up. <laughs> I didn't know if it was one of those like dream posters somebody posted on the internet, you know? Yeah. Um, but um, the Rugrats are apparently also slated to appear in a Nicktoons film, Uh so they're getting the, they're getting a treatment yeah. as well, I guess now again. So um, there was the ten year anniversary that was called the special that was called All Growed Up, and um, that's kind of where um, they liked how well it did. And then um, Nickelodeon commissioned the show, and then it was all it was retitled All Grown Up. Yeah, and, I think um, that I th- ran for five seasons, two thousand three to two thousand eight. Yeah, I think the original special was like a dream sequence yeah. that went into it, and then. It was popular enough, and it definitely got people that watched it while it was first on the air to come back and revisit. Well, I the thought show. that was a good. I thought that was a cute idea of like yeah. the jumping forward and and um, you know, like showing them as a. It was like especially like you you're you're capturing um something people grew up with, and now you've jumped them forward in age. So like yeah. those people who were watching when that age are now that age. So I thought that was cool. I, I used to watch that one every now and then. I think yeah. my sister, my youngest sister, was really into that one. But um, there were also apparently like five other spinoffs that were considered. There was a lot of spinoffs. Like they even filmed. There was even one that came out, but it never really aired here. But there, there was one about Angelica. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bunch of other really interesting ones that I I didn't really go into, but you know if you want to check it out, go into the Rugrats, go down that Rugrats Wikipedia hole, and and it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, but then that'll bring us to your favorite here, the Ren and Stimpy Show. Um, created by John. I have no idea how to say this person's name. Crick Falosi. Crick Felici? Oh, I I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Well, this is the one that had the most trouble at Nickelodeon. Um, The series follows the adventures of the title characters Ren, an emotionally unstable chihuahua, and I did not know this, Stimpy is a cat. Yeah. I thought Stimpy was a dog, too. And I used to watch this show. Oh, that's why he he eats kitty litter. Well, I guess that makes... Well, dogs eat kitty litter, too. That's why I was, like, confused. But um, the show was controversial for its off-color humor, humor, sexual innuendo, dark humor, adult jokes, violence, um, and it had that similar – Rocco's Modern Life had similar uh, 
had that similar tone as yeah. well, but not quite as extreme. Um, the uh, there, this this controversy contributed to the production staff's altercations with Nickelodeon standards and practices department. Um, so the show ended on December sixteenth, nineteen ninety five, with a total of five seasons and fifty two episodes. Um, there was a spinoff, apparently, not too long ago, um, for adult audiences called Ren and Stimpy Adult Party Cartoon. Well, I mean, I guess this is a long time ago now, in 2003 on Spike TV, but it was like almost immediately canceled yeah. after debut. Um, so um, the, the series, like I said, um, centers on Ren, who was voiced by the creator, John in the first two seasons, and then Billy West, seasons three through five. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then... There was uh, Stimson J. Stimpy Cat, who was also voiced by Billy West, I guess, mm-hmm. the entire time, a, uh, who was a three-year-old, dim-witted, happy-go-lucky cat. Um, and it was just, like, this episode was, just, the shows were just, I don't even know how to describe them. They're just all over the place. They're just random adventures that these guys go on. They were. My, my favorite one is um, where uh, Ren is trying to get, like, buff and all beefed up and so stimpy ends up giving does a butt transplant to take the fat from his butt to give ren peck muscles oh i remember that one and that's like that's like one of my absolute favorite episodes ever just because that's that is like that's the plot lines you should expect from this show is just something completely stupid like oh yeah no a ton of butt humor the the weird lumberjacks that were involved in the show too it just every level of bizarre, but um, you know, if again, I, I keep, I don't want to keep repeating it, but if you're a fan of just like animation, some of while grotesque and disgusting, the animation is actually really beautiful, especially when they do the shots where it will just be like a, a still frame of like a really well drawn picture that's yeah. absolutely disgusting and, it even and vile. Has like the really sharp noises yeah. or like the scream in the background yeah. when it when it does those ones. Um. It it had a lot uh, – there was a lot of controversy in this. I read about this, and I didn't know. And I kind of vaguely remember some of this, but there was, like, um, an episode that kind of had the Pope in it, and they had to change the hat and, like, remove, uh, like, um, the cross from the hat. Um, there was episodes that involved the burning of the United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights that got removed. Um, there were just – there was a sequence involving a severed head at one point. Um, it – there was a lot. There yeah. was a lot. There was a lot. In this. The, uh, the, be- the best way to describe the show is just it was this one long collision montage. And for people out there who don't know what that is, that's um, that's when you have a scene that's like either heavy action, disgusting, like something really impactful is happening on screen. But then there's this like soft, quiet background music that just kind of makes it seem like it's all not that bad. So um, that's basically what the show was because using that classical score to to just underscore every disgusting thing that's happening on on screen. Like it's it, it's a really from a from like kind of a film standpoint even to watch. It's very fascinating. So yeah, I was just reading that they're they're not going to be involved in the Nicktoons film reboot apparently either. Um, that they were originally trying to get them involved, but uh, Paramount Pictures doesn't want no. anything to do with Ren and Stimpy. I feel like the show when it when it was on the five seasons, it was like they captured lightning in a bottle and. 
it, it needs to just be left at that. I don't want them to ever try to go back and, you know, it already failed the last time they tried to. They just need to leave yeah. this one be. Well, Mike Judge, um, the creator of Beavis and Butthead yeah. and King of the Hill and stuff like that, he credits the success of Beavis and Butthead from Ren and Stimpy, yeah. which is which is really interesting. Um, but yeah, there's there was just essentially Nickelodeon said, "Hey, we want to create these kind of like family friend, like these kind of educational esque series or whatever." And <laughs> I don't know how this happened, and it was on the network for so long. But essentially, the yeah. network was like, "This is not a show we asked for," <laughs> but they kept airing it. So. Pfft. That's on them, but that'll move us on down to my favorite, which was the fourth one after the original ones here, and that is, wait, fourth, right? Yeah, three, Doug, mm-hmm. Rugrats, um, Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's Modern Life, which was created by Joe Murray, and this ran for four seasons, a total of 52 episodes from 1993 until 1996. Um, it was the first in-house animated production, so I, I would even say this is the first This is the first true Nicktoon. Mm-hmm. Um but Murray created the title character for an unpublished comic book series in the late 1980s, and then later he reluctantly pitched this to Nickelodeon, thinking they were going to hate it. Um, he developed the Rocco character after visiting a zoo in the Bay Area and coming across a wallaby that seemed to be oblivious to the chaos around him. Baver. Um, what? The Baver. The Baver. Uh... <laughs> He submitted it to Nickelodeon thinking uh, he developed Rocco's Modern Life. They thought he was like 100% sure it was going to get rejected. And they picked it up. And um, yeah, the series centers on the surreal life of an anthropomorphic Australian immigrant wallaby named Rocco, as well as his friends, the gluttonous deer Heifer, the neurotic turtle Filbert, and Rocco's faithful dog Spunky, set in the fictional town of Mm O-Town. Everything was O. Everything's always O in this, you know. It was even even in the revival, the trailer for the new thing. Everything had the O in it. I forget why he said. He just said he liked the letter O or something like that. Like it just seemed like he loved how people would say like, you know the the suckomatic. Yeah, that's from Wayne's World. But like, um, uh, but anyway, um, much of that production staff. This is why this is also important. Came together after Rocco ended um, to work on SpongeBob, and then, and Heifer, Heifer is spongebob yeah so um i thought that was cool but um i guess the uh the the creator joe murray after the third season he um handed the project off to steven hillenberg who performed most of the work for season four um and he um originally uh uh murray said he was going to leave the production after season four but there was that there was nothing after that i think i think he's involved though in the in the uh, the new one, I think everyone is involved in the this this the made for TV movie that's coming out. Um, so anyway, um, for me, I always think about the theme song when I think about Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Um, so apparently, there's like three versions. There's the first and original version that can be heard playing throughout the first two seasons. Um, uh, season one episodes to be produced, and then the second version of the theme song was the slightly remixed version, and then there's the um, the third version of the film uh, of the theme song, which was performed by Kate Pearson and Fred Schneider from the B 52s, mm-hmm. you know, Rocco's modern life. Um, uh, I don't know what else I have to say. I, I mean, I, it's essentially like the, the Rocco's modern life. People are the ones who pitched SpongeBob SquarePants to Nickelodeon in 1997. Um, Murray said of the pitch, uh, if it goes well, it'll be a blessing to us all. And that brought, um, uh, that show premiered in 1999, and it is essentially like the most successful show that Nickelodeon has ever put yep, on the air. I agree. Um, the, the thing I love about Rocco is if you kind of look back at it now, 
Um, I, I truly believe that this is like a cartoon version of Seinfeld. It's literally a show just kind of about nothing, just a look into the real life experiences that they go through, like the well, episode where Rocco has to go grocery shopping. Yeah, was, that but, was literally the episode I'm thinking yeah, about. <laughs> and, but, you know, he has to leave. Um, he has to deal with the parking lot. He yeah, has to deal with, the, you know. Like, and then another one of my favorite episodes, when they go to the, the, the Googleplex, I believe, the name of the theater, because there's like a million yeah. screens in there, and they're bouncing around from theater to theater. And it's just like... It, it was always kind of like that. It's, it's it, there was nothing ever normal about what was happening in their lives, but um, it you know it just it was about nothing. And then there was all the innuendo in this too, like like you know Heifer Heifer's parents and his adopted family is all wolves, which makes no uh, sense yeah, because he's that. a cow, and the grandpa is a blind old one that has to like to take his teeth out and gum food just to swallow and he constantly calls uh, Rocco the beaver always <laughs> just just always refers to him as the beaver and so it just like it always had that dirty side to it and uh, oh gosh it's such a great show yeah and this is one that I've like I I I think they've released it all now on Amazon um but it is one of those ones where you've got to kind of find the unedited episodes too because yeah. they did like they took out some stuff afterwards cuz they were like oh too dirty you know oh, I mean the name the chicken restaurant they go to is the Choky oh, chicken. Yeah, they changed it. Yeah, it, it to I, I remember it, I was reading about all the altercations, and that was one of the altercations yeah. they did afterwards. I mean, Rocco works at a phone sex operator's line in the first season. Oh baby, oh baby. Like, <laughs> 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 I forgot about that. Yeah, and it's just one of when I'm a kid, you don't really understand yeah. that, and then you're like, ah. so you know that must have been one that was fun for like the adults to watch this if there was ever an adult watching that with me i mean my mom probably would have never let me keep yeah. watching that show but um that leads us into i feel like the next generation was upon coming upon us which was ah real monsters um which also had um klasky seppo who i just said also created um was Rugrats. It? Rugrats. Okay, yes. that's what I thought. I was like, I have already forgotten, but um, yeah, and you can tell just in the the style itself, it has that uh, the, the animation looks more like sketch animation yeah. than it actually does. Uh, you know, clean clean lines and everything. Well, and they worked on uh, I, I, in you you know this is why they all look like the Wild Thornberries, Rocket yeah. Power. It all it all has that same all grown up has all that same stuff, that same feel to it. Um, but yeah, Ah Real Monsters was um, 1994. Uh, until 1997, four seasons again, seems to be the magic number on Nickelodeon. 52 episodes. This show was weird. Like, yeah. not weird. It was It was very unique. I don't know. Yeah, it, it was. This, this for me, like, I still watched it. Uh, I watched it as part of the block, but, like, um, and I bet nowadays I would actually really love it, um, just because how much my tastes have changed. Uh, but you know, it it almost does have this Tim Burton esque vibe to it. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Um, and just just a little, but very weird. Um, you know what's great? Have you seen the um, the Funko Pop? has released a series of Nicktoon ones. There are not Rocco's Modern Life ones yet, which makes me very mm -hmm. upset. But there were there's a there's a Tommy, a Chucky, and a Reptar. And then there is a um so there's a Oblina, Crumb, and Ickus from yeah. this show. And I, I kinda want that. them because he's got the the one with the eyes is oh, uh, yeah. is 
Is that one Crumb? That one's Crumb. Yeah, yeah. That he was my favorite, except for his armpit hair. Ugh. Yeah. But but yeah. So, anyways, it's it, the, essentially the plot of this show is it's it's about those three. They're young monsters attending like uh, attending a monster school. Um, had uh, done by the headmaster, the the Gromble, which you told me this fun thing the other day because I never oh, understood why he was wearing no, shoes. I I made that up. Oh, so. I, you lied. <laughs> he told me it was supposed to be Tim Curry. It was supposed to be like Rocky or a picture show, but I lie from time to whatever. time. But anyway, he did always have those high heel things on. But I was I was like a fan of this this show. Um, but it, it is one like you said. Like I think I might like it now more than I did then. Yeah. I don't know what it was then that it was. It maybe because it was so weird looking, because it had that Tim Burton vibe. I just wasn't like as like it wasn't like it wasn't like Rocco where like I wanted to get home from school and I wanted to watch Rocco and and like our real monster was like oh real monsters on. I'm like. I'll leave it on. Yeah, I'll it, leave it on. It, to me, it just didn't fit the the feel. Yes, like Rocco was way more vulgar, and there was a lot more uh, bizarre stuff happening in that than Rugrats and Doug. Uh, but at the same time, it felt it felt more in line with those. Our Real Monsters just felt to me like to compare it to Disney. It felt like when Disney went down the road of gargoyles, darker, a little bit weirder. And for me, it just didn't align back then. Yeah. I still watched it. Because it was part of the block, but it, it you had to watch feel, it to it see didn't what's feel coming like next. In that flow. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, apparently, um, they were saying that uh, the designs of the monsters in our real monsters were partially inspired by Yellow Submarine. Mm. Um, yeah, I could see that. Very specifically, they were saying the uh, Gromble because um, he bears a close resemblance to the Blue Meanie characters yeah. of that film. Yeah. So. Oh, I could absolutely see that. Yeah. Um, and then apparently, the dump where the monsters reside in was uh, supposed to be reminiscent of like Blade Runner and Brazil. Of the movie Brazil, yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, I can kind of see that. I mean, it was a lot going on in that, yeah. but, but yeah. Um, and this says the ge- the characters had a guest starring appearance in the 1999 Rugrats episode 106 Ghost Story. I I think I need to watch that episode I, I, unless they're just like the dolls or something. Yeah, I don't know I've, if they like, actually had the monsters in there, but you got me there. Yeah, but um, unfortunately, there's no mention of them being as part of the revival, but. I, I would hope they they would be, you know. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know if they were popular enough. Yeah, well, somehow they got Funko Pops, and my Rocco did not. Mm-hmm. Um, but this will bring us into Hey Arnold, and this was around the time where I was starting to, I feel like, not watching Nicktoons as consistently anymore. Um, I do like Hey Arnold though, but I was never like. I, I wasn't I wasn't consistently watching it like I said, but this was ninety six, right? Um, yes, Hey Arnold yeah. ran from October ninety six until June two thousand and four. Yeah, see, for me, Hey Arnold actually it, it hit a lot because I was nine years old mm-hmm. when this came out, and so again, you were it was the same like, age as Arnold. Yeah, exa- I, it was right in that same age range, and of course, every kid my age, you know, you watch Hey Arnold, you're like, oh my gosh, I want his bedroom. It's it, like he had the bedroom of the future that every kid just envied. Um, And so it was stuff like that, that just like really attached to that show. It was, it was, it was what I always found really unique and appealing about it is it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a typical cartoon show because a lot of the stuff like, yeah, he had the cool bedroom and everything, but it was like this kid living with his grand, uh, his grandparents in uh, like an inner city. Yeah. And, um, and they ran it was kind of about building. his life. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was about that life. So it was really, 
I don't know. There was like something cool about that weird setting. Yeah. For me, being from a small town, I wasn't used to, you know? Well, because it brought in the the cast of characters of all the different, uh, all the different adults that lived in the building and they would go down the road where they would explore their problems. Like there was an episode where Oscar and uh, his wife, are having issues mm-hmm. and think they're going to break up and eventually he like gives in. So they go down that road. Um, they also focused on stuff with all the kids that attended uh, PS1, PS119, PS118. Yeah, no, I, I can't I remember which one it is. Um, it's 118, 118. PS118. I remember, well, I always try to think of it with the episode where they're waiting for school to get canceled and they like yeah. PS115, yeah. yeah, 117, <laughs> 119. Oh, yes, and PS118 too. Um, but like they, they'd focus on those characters. So, like, one of the episodes I always go back to is when Harold gets caught stealing from a, a butchered shop. A butcher shop and stealing meats and then he ends up having to repay him by going to being uh an apprentice there and it's like it's just such a weird <laughs> it's such a weird plot line but it's you know there's kind of that realism to it that uh, everyone's different and everyone has different problems well, and did, they really went to explore yeah, that i like that a lot you know um i also uh did you know that he's based on a peewee's playhouse character no, I didn't know that. He was created. It says Barrett uh, Barlett, um, the Craig Barlett who created the show, has says his show is uh, um, his idea for the show was based on a minor character named Arnold, whom he created while working on Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh, I uh, that's did not cool. know that at all. And you said that like so now I'm thinking about his room, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's very reminiscent of like Pee Wee's Playhouse, yeah. you know, like his room. But um, also there was a movie. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not remember that. I guess I should say. Um, so there was a movie in 2002, and that involved um, – uh, whoops, I just had it, and I moved it. I'm sorry. Um, it had them um, – it had Arnold, Helga, and Gerald um, set out on a quest to save their old neighborhood from a greedy developer who planned on converting it into a huge shopping mall. Oh, yeah, now I do remember that. I remember that. I don't. Um Apparently, Jennifer Jason Lee, Paul Sorvino, and Christopher Lloyd lent their voices to the film as well. Wow. Um, but uh, I guess um, it's also been – there's also a – well, they released a trailer for it. I haven't watched it yet because I, I, like, I wanted to see it. But um, Hey Arnold, the Jungle movie has been greenlit is what they're saying. Um, and that's going to premiere later this year in November. But that's supposedly going to pick right up where the series left off and a- answer some un- – um, wrap up some storylines that had never been never been finished yeah. all, all i want to say about hey arnold if you only watch one episode to try to understand what the show is you have to watch their first halloween episode where they basically do a play on war of the worlds it is one it is one of my favorite cartoon episodes of anything of all is time. that on hulu too uh yes i believe it is also on hulu I think basically all the shows are now. Every now and then they drop off. Every now and then you lose some seasons of like Rugrats. Yeah, but uh, I believe they're they're they are there right now. Um, so that'll bring us into the next one, which was Kablam, which is not your typical like animated one. And also, this was the first. Um, it was the only Nicktoon that was specifically created for SNCC, the mm-hmm. the, uh, the Saturday night. Uh, programming block. So the series was cr- created by um, Robert uh, Mittenthal, um, Will Mc- McRobb, and Chris Viscardi. Um, it was um, developed as a fully 
as a alternative form of animation. Yeah. I, and that's all. Whenever I think of Kablam, I think of the action figures. Yeah, like Action the, League Now. It, it's yeah. more of a variety show of of. It was just a bunch of shorts. Um, what was offered. Yeah, yeah, different different shorts. It wasn't always the same, but they had the staples, like Action League Now, which was always going to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, that was for me, that was the big one. That was the one when it was Action League Now. I was like, oh, this one's funny. It had, like, the scuba diver. And the- yeah, no, it had uh, Stinky stinky Pete, or Stinky, uh, I don't remember what it was. And uh, No, I loved Action League Now because uh, the, the voice the voice is for that were actually um, all people that were uh djs up in pittsburgh oh yeah it's a, a radio it says that right station here too. So, that's really cool um so we grew up so i'd grow up listening to their voices on morning radio like when my dad would have it on in the car and then you see them on on screen doing cartoon uh the, well, <laughs> the stop motion yeah but so yeah it was kind of cool like that i remember prometheus and bob too yeah that was the other one that i yeah. remembered a part of this but this ran for four seasons too 48 episodes so um it was the the typical 30 minute thing but I don't have too much to say about this one. It was no. kind of the one that was like on whenever. Do you remember? I think we talked about it in the last Nickelodeon episode, but how they would do like you could vote yeah. on what would come up. And somehow it always was freaking kablam. And I was yeah. like, ah, oh, God, come on. No, I, I was never a fan, um, a huge fan. It was one of those ones like, oh, this is on now. Maybe I'll, I'll flip the channel, come yeah. back to it later. And this is like really where the transition like. I remember started to happen where it was like my sisters now are watching these shows and I was kind of watching it with them because the next one was the Angry Beavers and I didn't consistently watch this one but I watched it every now and then which which I actually found the Angry Beavers to be amusing. I actually did watch it a lot just because while I was growing up don't ask me why my favorite animal was, was a beaver. beaver. So when this came out, it's like, they're making a show about my favorite animals? Well, I loved it because it had the voice of Nick Bacay, who is Salem from mm-hmm. Sabrina. So I always was like, really, I really liked his voice. And then the voice of the really spaz, uh, like the, the, uh, I'm sorry, the Daggett Doofus Dag Beaver was um, Richard uh, Horvitz, who does the voice of Alpha 5 from Power Rangers. So it was like, I kind of like picked up on that as a, I didn't know I knew that voice, but it it felt comforting in a weird way. So, um, but Angry Beavers ran from 1997 until 2001. Again, the magic number on a Nickelodeon TV show is four seasons. Um, 63 episodes, um, an unaired 2001 episode audio recording. Interesting. Um, But I, I, I mean... It is what it is. It, this one is one of those ones that I don't know that it has quite the legacy as as some of the other shows. Um, it 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 revolved around Daggett and Norbert, um, two young the the Beaver brothers who left their home to become bachelors in the forest near the fictional Wyatta Town, Oregon. Yeah. Um, and it just was kind of like the things they got into. Like it wasn't really. Yeah, even I don't know, even know? when it was on the air, it wasn't like one that they would repeat often. Yeah, they yeah, would yeah. go back and they would play Rugrats and other shows before it. So it, it was you, when there was new episodes coming on, you knew you would see it, but otherwise, you, you didn't see it a lot in repeats. It felt a little more like a toss-out cartoon. You know what I mean? Like the, the like a filler. Like it was like okay, we've got this thing. It's kind of funny. This is the beginning of like you know how um, Disney Channel does all these shows where you're like somebody just came up with a title that rhymed and then they wrote yeah. 15 episodes. The dog with the blog. Like really? Uh, but I will say with Angry Beavers, it was a shame. I thought it was better. Um, and it should have received more attention than the next one we're about to talk to, which I felt was on all the time 
and I hated yeah, it so I, I, much. I will agree with you too. Although I don't know that I haven't. Now that time has passed, I don't. I, I don't like it. Like I didn't really ever like it. It was it, it, because it was also in a lot of their merchandising was cat yeah. dog. It was like there was macaroni and cheese cat dog. There was like cat dog spaghettios, like everything. Um, but cat dog ran again four seasons, sixty eight episodes. Um, created by uh, Peter Hanan for Nickelodeon. Um, it's you know. It's pretty self-explanatory Crap. title. It is a dog and a cat, but how do they poop? Because the butts, it's like yeah. a... They are connected together, so they don't have legs. In, they don't have back legs, in essential. They only have front legs, each of them, and just just terrible. It was a stupid show. I, it doesn't even have like okay this it revolves around cat and dog a conjoined twin hybrid of a cat and a dog who share the same body with no tail or hind legs and although they're best friends and brothers they have very different personalities similar to the odd couple mixed with elements of Laurel and Hardy and Abbott and Costello yeah, okay like, this this Wikipedia entry is being really generous well here. like the dog was dumb yeah and he, kind he, of very slow minded yeah, fun loving and then cat was kind of arrogant almost like Salem in that exact way I hated everything about this i hated that the house like it's half bone and half um half a fish and that's like they're outside of their house if i remember correctly yeah i I I might be making it up in my head i just if we can like get through this one in the next 30 seconds i'll be happy well cat was voiced by jim cummings who we know from a lot of uh disney Mm -hmm. disney shows and stuff and then tom kenny was the voice of dog but yeah i don't really have too much to say about it because again this was another one of those like I, I didn't watch it a lot because of what you said. Like it was, it just seemed like it was always on. It had this really quick, fast theme song too. I remember that. Cat dog. Cat dog. Long time ago was woof and a purr. Yeah, yeah. A baby was born and it caused a little stir. Oh my god. No blue fucking no. Yeah, um, no. I don't know at all, but I know a little bit of it. Okay, well we'll move on to the next one. Cat dog. <laughs> Cat dog. This is one I never heard of though. Oh yeah, cartoons. An American animation showcase that appeared on the Nickelodeon cable, uh, created by Fred, uh, Fred Siebert, um, who was the former creative director of MTV Networks and president of Hanna-Barbera. So I feel like with the name like that, it would have been a lot more. It was hosted by Keenan and Kel. Yeah, the second season. From what I remember of this, it was also like a variety style programming, like Kablam, and uh, I think they used it as a test to see if any of the segments could be broken off into something oh. bigger. The same way how yeah. with Kablam, you know, Action League now became something bigger after after Kablam was over. So I, I believe it was the same type of thing, just it, well, it says style. it says in terms of sheer volume, Oh Yeah Cartoons remained uh, TV's biggest animation development program ever, giving several dozen filmmakers the opportunity to create nearly 107-minute cartoons. Uh, it did have uh, a couple of spinoffs. The Fairly Odd Parents was yeah. one of them. And then um, Chalk Zone and My Life as a Teenage Robot. I don't know those last two, but uh, Fairly Odd Parents I know very yeah. well. Um uh how many episodes four seasons 39 episodes um seven minute cartoon 13 i i don't know this is one of those where i'm like i i i mean i think that's cool that they got stuff from this i just don't remember this ever airing i guess although now i think about i remember something being hosted by keenan and kel but they were on everything in nickelodeon so it was like it's hard to tell but um, and then this kind of led us to the next big one, which I did watch this a little bit because my sister Erica really liked it, The Wild Thornberries. And it had the voice of your wife's uh, boyfriend, Tim Curry, in it. Yes. Um, as Nigel, right? Yep. Um, but this one ran 98 until 2004. Um, 
and uh, yeah, um, I th- I don't think this one's part of the revival either. I I would hope it's not. It was always oh well. First off, Tim Curry can't reprise his voice yeah. acting for it. Uh, I this was another one. I I think I didn't like it because of the plot right from the start that the parents end up taking their kids to the jungle and then um well, so Eliza can speak with the animals. Yeah. It's just it, it well, never Eliza Doolittle, come on. I it just it never it never clicked with me. Well, so the, I, I the didn't plot like was it. the nomadic family of documentary filmmakers known as the Thornberries, famous for their televised wildlife studies. Uh, it centers on the family's youngest daughter, Eliza, like you said, and her secret gift of being able to communicate with animals, which was bestowed upon her after having rescued a shaman masquerading, uh, masquerading, masquerading as a trapped warthog. Um, oh, yeah, and they had the pet chimpanzee, Darwin, yeah. that she used to talk to. Um, and it's essentially like her befriending animals in the in the wilderness or whatever. Yeah. But it, it was a very very loose show. I don't know how this was as popular as it was. Um, there, to me, there was nothing really appealing about it. I definitely, I this was one I would turn off when it would come on. I'm sure I've watched a handful of episodes, but it, I probably know more than five. It says the series was designed to have a focus on parents after focus groups run by the uh, creators uncovered that children were talking about the real struggles of the parent-child relationship. So that's why it was very like each character, you know, characters were designed to appeal to different demographics. Sarcastic teen girls, the main character, Eliza, was for the young girl. And um, I don't know. It was this whole thing. That's why she's not strikingly beautiful. Anyway, but it did. Lacey Chabot was the voice of Eliza, which is interesting. Yeah. We all know her from the famed uh, Lost in Space film. Yeah, sure. That's that's exactly what we mean think girls of her or first. Anything. Yeah. yeah, or Party of Five or yeah. whatever. But yeah, anyway, um, but it, it ran for a while and it got that crossover movie. Yeah, technically, so it it, it did well enough. Um, but I guess um, it actually had. Um, it had four, um, two television films, two theatrical films. I thought it only yeah. had the one with the Rugrats. No, I, I knew they had one one solo film. Yeah, the, the Thornberrys sure. movie. Yeah. And it got an Academy Award nomination. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, the Rugrats Go Wild was the second one. And then there was, uh, the, the, the first one was The Origin of Donnie. That was a prequel movie. And then Sir Nigel um, was the last one in 2003. Yeah, and I don't think... Because of what you said, I I hope it doesn't really come back because it will never be the same without Mr. Curry. No. And then that leads us to Rocket Power, which I know nothing about, but my cousin Nick was really into this show. So I know what the characters look like, and I kind of remember the show starting, but... No, I I did. I came back to Nickelodeon cartoons, especially for this one. Um, While I was over the age range for it at this... I mean, I guess I was still in. I was 12. Yeah, it was was aimed um, at older kids. It it ran from uh, 99 to 2004, 71 episodes. I I probably watched it for three years. So basically, um, it's four kids who live uh, in a a California town right on the beach on the coast. And like uh, the, the... Rockets, their um, dad owns a, a restaurant right on there too, and so it's basically all about like this was this was Playing when the X Games, sports. yeah, it was the extreme huge. sport craze. Exactly, yeah. so everything was extremely they, goofy. Movie, yeah, you know? they um, you know they they skateboard, they roller skate, they they bike, they surf all the time, and it was it was just basically 
always revolving around that and then little petty problems like um the sam the the spud as they called him when he he moves to town and he doesn't know how to do anything so there's a lot of learning curve with like oh i can't learn how to surf stuff like that so um there's not a lot of there wasn't a lot of gravity in this show it was very 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 uh thin on plot lines but uh you know, I was into that. I was snowboarding back then and doing other types of sports. So this was like, okay, you know, this this is where this follows my interests. So yeah, I, I'm gonna watch it a lot. But yeah, it's you know, expect a lot of coal dudes, tubular, <laughs> you know, stuff that stuff hey, that we still say. Devo did the theme song, so you know it's a big deal. Yeah, well, we are riders on a mission, action kids and. Nah, play I can't, I can only remember Rocket power. Like. I, listen, oh yeah, maybe now I know. I've, okay. I tried. It. If if I can take only one thing to the grave, it'll be that I remember a lot of theme songs for television shows. They just don't do them the same way they used to anymore. Um, well, that's it. That was the last one of the '90s. Then then we've had many more since then. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it seems like they're on a kick of revival and nostalgia, like everything else. And I will be watching. For Rocco's Modern Life, obviously, which I'm super excited about, and I'm going to check really quick to see when that comes out. Um, but we've already said what our favorites are. Yeah. Um, so now we need to hear from you which ones you loved. You can say one of the 2000 ones. That's yeah, fine. It, it, you know, we know that most people, um, you know, if you didn't grow up with the ones we grew up, chances are the only thing you might know is SpongeBob, especially for a lot of the uh, younger audience out there. So um, and we're not going to, like, we're not going to hate you if you say spongebob or fairly odd parents we no, just no, no, that's won't fine. respect you as much like um what year did spongebob come out in why didn't we talk about that that's got to be 2001 maybe just i mean it actually it was could on be while i was in high school because i d- we did watch it because it, it i mean like my like friends like i had friends who liked it and everything like that um uh 2002 i can't I, it doesn't say it like immediately when you go hmm. in here um yeah, sorry. It, it must have been because well, it says it's been on for eleven seasons, well, I, but I know they're currently. It was like off, and then it came back, and so I don't listen, know. Listen, you know, you know what? It, it had a preview in nineteen ninety nine, but the series. Oh no, wait. Why didn't we talk about this? The series officially premiered July seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine. I, you're I the one who write, did the research. On I did this not one. write this down. I am sorry. Well, because in the list of uh, programs, it doesn't. It has shame. It doesn't you, list SpongeBob in this list of programs. Well, you failed. It says former. You failed. Oh, because it's still on the air. It's the only one that's in the current running that started after it. Yeah, so that's my bad. I guess we can talk about SpongeBob then for a few minutes if you want to. Um, SpongeBob. The only reason why you should watch SpongeBob is because uh, he they make use of one of my favorite musical artists of all time, Mr. Tiny Tim. Oh gosh, when? Uh, is there an episode where we have the tiptoe through the window? No, they don't do tiptoe. tiptoe. Oh, okay. um, they do uh, the... I don't even... I couldn't do the words off the top of my head, but it's like, the living in the sunlight, living in the sunlight, having on ball. It's definitely... It's in one of the episodes. Um, uh, you know, SpongeBob, I understand the appeal. It, it was goofy. Um, 
You know, SpongeBob is extremely likable. Patrick is the good, goofy sidekick yeah. to I mean, it. And it's funny. I mean, it is funny. I will give it that. Like, it was something like I just couldn't get into the craze because there is a tone in it that gives me a headache. Ah! Yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, and... I, but like, you know, there were episodes that would be on, I worked at uh, Toys R Us when I was in high school and I remember they were playing episodes and I would think like walk by and be like, oh, this is funny. Or it'd be over my friend's house after school and like he would be watching it or like his brother would be watching it, whatever. He was watching it. And, um, you know, it was like, there were funny episodes and there's some adult humor in that as well. Not quite as present as it is in those earlier Nicktoons, but it's there, you know. It tries to appeal to all sectors. I feel like. Yeah. No. I. Uh, it. It definitely did. And yeah, it was just one of those. I feel like it was kind of in the same vein as Ren and Stimpy. That it was just kind of dumb humor yeah. throughout. So uh, I'm sure a, a lot of uh, a lot of kids were like breaking into their parents' booze stash and stuff and and watching SpongeBob at the same exact time. So I, I know. I know as an adult. When I'm when I've had a long night, sometimes I'll like flip to Nickelodeon, and if I'm up very late, it'll be like six a.m. when SpongeBob comes back on in the morning, and it's it's pretty entertaining when you're when well, you're nursing a yeah. <laughs> well, they you know obviously there were films, there were two films, and then there was two um, television films as well. Um, I have seen some of the original film. Um, I know David Hasselhoff makes an appearance in it. I haven't seen any of them. No, not even the no. one where they turn into the superheroes from no. like two summers ago. But um, I and I will say my uh, there's a there's apparently a ride too. Six Flags Over Texas has a SpongeBob SquarePants 4D film. Um, huh. But uh, video games. I mean this this it's still ongoing. So this is clearly like one of Nickelodeon's greatest legacy things. You know, it'll be it's synonymous with Nickelodeon. I mean, yeah. it is Nickelodeon, but it is their most successful thing. I will still say I think one of the most missed opportunities at universal studios orlando or any of them is there's no krabby patty to eat yeah you know we got a crusty burger where's the krabby patty i want to try it um but that will now bring us through the 90s i apologize for almost missing spongebob because i'm sure that is a lot of people out there's favorite and i and there's nothing wrong with that so um yeah so we want to hear from you what do you what's your favorite if your favorite was after this go ahead and let us know don't worry uh we will talk about live action in another episode because there's no way i can't talk about hey dude clarissa explains it all are you afraid of the dark you know the adventures of pete and pete there's just so much to talk about about nick in the 90s but um for now we've been talking for way too long thank you craig for having this discussion with me welcome and filling in the things i did not know and that noise and uh i guess that'll do it for this episode of dispop